This is a My Michelle Live podcast. Weekend Review. A look back at the week. It's My Michelle Live Weekend Review. Here's Michelle. Here's Michelle and Adam Rizzieri. We're going to get Rizzy today. We nickname it the Riz Report, but it's Weekend Review where we look back at the week at some of the big stories. And this week, Adam, is one of the biggest news weeks since you and I have been broadcasting. And it's been we've been doing this for a while now. We're going to get right into it from SCOTUS decisions. Boom, hot off the presses. We're going to be talking about some of the implications and folks, there's some huge COVID and COVID vaccine updates that you really need to know about. You have to know about. So we'll take it on, Adam. The Supreme Court SCOTUS has really been at it. I'm going to be putting in the background the live feed from the Supreme Court, right in front of the Supreme Court. Fill us in on some of the stuff that's going on. Hopefully we're not fiery, but mostly peaceful over there at the Supreme Court. It's been a crazy week at the Supreme Court. And when my wife and I went to D.C. just the other year after we were banned by YouTube, we were staying in an Airbnb literally just right behind the Supreme Court. It's typically a very peaceful area, a peaceful neighborhood of Capitol Hill, not nearly the scene that you're seeing today in the live feed. And of course, all of this is following a huge decision on, on, on Roe. We're seeing, I think, now our Constitution being restored here with this decision to strike down Roe versus Wade. And, and Michelle, unfortunately, though, I think we're going to have to expect quite literally another a weekend of rage for people that just don't understand what the reality here is, which is we are sending the power to decide whether or not abortion is okay back to the states. And that's what our Constitution is designed to do. It's designed to defer certain decisions to the communities, right? Like the way the state of Texas feels might be very different from the way the state of California feels, or the state of Utah, for that matter, you have different groups of people that have different ideas and different religions that represent different values. And I think about what the framers of our Constitution tried to establish 230 years ago with the 10th Amendment. And it was literally that power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. So now seeing SCOTUS go back on a really a ruling that should have never happened anyway a little over 50 years ago banning really just the ability of the federal government to say you know what we're going to decide for all you states on abortion we're going to just say you know what you have a right to abortion which is insane because there is no right to end a human life and the constitution itself this particular reversal of roe will basically allow abortion to exist in i think like a little bit something like half the states of our country 13 states already have bans against abortion on the books that were basically nullified when <laughs> Roe versus Wade went into effect. I think this is a great ruling for the Constitution. It's a great ruling for the pro-life movement. And really what it does, too, I think, is it sends the fight back to the states where it should be. This should be a, a battle on a state-per-state -state basis. And we'll see how this turns, on, turns up going forward. But just real fast, because my wife is someone that subscribes to the concept of birth months, right? Like happy birth month. <laughs> what I'm getting at here is it's the month of June. And on June 2nd, the Roe baby celebrated her 52nd birthday. And you know what? She's very happy to be alive, by the way. So happy birthday to, to the Roe baby, 52 years of life. And now moving from this ruling, a lot of other babies will be able to live their lives to the fullest, according to the constitution, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
God well, bless America. Something that we need to keep in keep in mind, there has been a lot of threats <clears throat> and abortion uh, providers are on heightened alert, they said, because they're afraid. But what has really happened is you've seen a lot of threats. If this goes through, then we will make you pay. Uh, this is, uh, there are a lot of folks who are doing count, who have, uh, do counseling for women, who provide alternatives to abortion, who have already been attacked. And yeah, we might have to brace for that because while people can be canceled because, of, and we can have a, a ongoing, never ending January 6th hearings, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, abortion, not abortion clinics, but those who counsel against abortion, having their places ransacked, burnt down, whatever it may be, that's okay. And you know that. That's the way it's been. This double standard brings a a black mark against our government. And once again, you just don't feel like you can trust anything they really they say. So this is, uh, SCOTUS has this as of this morning, as of the live broadcast, you may be listening to the read broadcast. You can listen to us live Friday mornings, 930 Pacific time, 1230 Eastern time at my Michelle live as this live broadcast, Adam, that power has gone back to the States. And it's a great thing because there truly are a lot of options for mothers who are not ready to be mothers options that don't involve infanticide that, that don't involve killing the child there are a lot of couples in our country who would love to adopt a beautiful baby and would love to raise that child as their own there are a lot of options and frankly i think it's good now that the states can at least have these kind of conversations and present in a more forceful way options that really uh, some women are just deprived of because I know statistically when they hear that heartbeat for the first time, there is a strong emotion that is almost just a natural sort of primal kind of emotion that the mother wants to then protect the unborn baby. You understand that there is something there and that does something to your psyche. I understand that we get faced with these situations and we feel that this is the easiest way out, but you're making a permanent, unalterable choice solution to a temporary issue and that speaks of the lack of hope that we have in america one thing you might consider that this is the civil rights issue of our era the very same arguments that were made for slavery are regurgitated in this abortion issue. They're not really human. They aren't on the same level as we are. My, This is my choice. My, This is my land, my choice, my body, my choice. A lot of these same arguments are just regurgitated. The Bible says right. there's nothing new under the sun, and it's happening again. And we have to consider what this does to our psyche. We've talked about it on other programs that guys in jail, when there were three prisons that were surveyed said 90% said that they had been part of an abortion and wow. that it hurt them. It affected them. In fact, they said, Hey, if I wasn't willing to protect my own child, why the living hell would I care about shooting you in the head? 
I can kill my own child. We have seen what our dehumanization has done to America, and it is sad. So having that conversation closer to home, Adam, which is what this ruling does. No, it does not say abortion is illegal. It brings that back to the states. It brings it back closer to home so we can have that conversation. And I bet this is a very validating day for Justice Thomas, by the way, who literally 30 years ago oh, tried yes. to, he, he voted uh, against Roe when he had a chance to overrule it. Now here he is, he's been a really strong figure on the Supreme Court for quite some time now. And uh, to have voted unsuccessfully against Roe 30 years ago and today, finding that success, the success that validates the Constitution, that, that restores it, frankly, because it has been attacked and degraded over time. Um, I'm very thankful that we do have Supreme Court justices like him, like Neil Gorsuch, Amy Coney, Amy Coney Berry, Brett Kavanaugh. And it's really a tragedy, too, by the way, that we are making such a huge production of the January 6th event when we're doing nothing to cover the fact that after Alito's decision was leaked, that there was an actual assassination attempt on a Supreme Court justice. And that's just absurd. The president didn't even come out and say, hey, that's wrong in any sort of forceful way. No, but I will tell you what the president has come out to say, and this is about another SCOTUS ruling having to do with a New York law that restricted who could obtain a license to carry. You, You have to prove that you have extenuating circumstances in New York. You've had to prove that you should be able to have a right. It And as the Supreme Court struck that down, they said, this is the only place where you have to prove that you're worthy to have a right. So if I have the right to free speech, oh, you really think of the implications. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who are in the council club who would like to adhere to this. But I have to prove that I have the right to free speech. Sometimes I would like that. I'd like maybe an IQ freaking test. <laughs> but that's not how it works, people. Even on top of that, too. So New York had this ridiculousness on paper that the Supreme Court shut down about having to prove a need to conceal carry. When I lived in L.A. County in Los Angeles, the law wasn't necessarily on paper, but the sheriff enforced it the same exact way. You had to have literally to apply for a license. You would have had to express to the sheriff that at some point you were attacked, you were robbed, you were facing imminent physical threat. So even though in New York it was actually on paper, you had to prove a need. Other more liberal jurisdictions were doing this just in practice, saying, "Do you really need we it? Need to reduce do you, plastic do you, waste in the environment. The Second Amendment. That's why let's take companies. a let's take a oh, break for just a moment. This is crazy. Not all plastic is the same. Sorry about that. <laughs> it just will not stop, so we're going to get rid of that. There we go. We do appreciate recyclable plastic. <laughs> we do appreciate that. But it's great to see the Supreme Court in action this week doing another good thing to uphold our Constitution. If the first one falls, they all fall behind it, right? Freedom of speech has been under attack. The Second Amendment, it's still under attack, frankly. We know that the Senate and the House right now are proposing this new gun control bill designed to, and I don't necessarily have a problem with toughening the the concept of background checks, but first, let's just start with enforcing them the way they should be enforced. That's a good Um, point. And before we get into that, there, that's the balance that I wanted people to think about, that 
the Supreme Court has expanded gun rights. At the same time, the Senate is trying to, okay, let's limit. That's a good thing in that we're having debate and we should be having debate. But what I wanted to point out before we talk about what the Senate is doing is when the Supreme Court has said, look, you can't limit You just can't limit rights. This is a right. And a right, in case you don't realize, in America, we recognize with the Constitution the rights that you have, not rights that are granted. This isn't the government saying, okay, we're going to be benevolent and we're going to give you this right. You get a right to breathe. You get a right to get married. You get a, aren't we wonderful? Praise us, oh, you people. This is about the government recognizing rights that we already have, God-given, inalienable rights. But interestingly enough, President Biden is deeply disappointed in the Supreme Court. And he said, quote, this is a decision that contradicts both common sense and the Constitution. He says it's a deep disappointment. And I just want to say, who are you to talk about being a, a deep disappointment to the country? No, well, Michelle, you were also saying something. The guy who played Clay from Sons of Anarchy, Ron Perlman, what was he saying? About yes, yes. He said that the Supreme Court decision was for whites only. I had the the tweet, but that's what was it was making noise in the background. So oh, even that's, that's even the so Internet didn't want to have it during COVID that you had a, at an accelerated rate. African-Americans in our country were applying for and getting handgun licenses and then also ignorant. And, and good, right? Protect yourselves. It's your Second Amendment right. Uh, can I also say that uh, this decision was made in part by an African American Supreme Court justice? Cough, I mean, just absolute <laughs> ignorance. And that's where I say, look, if we don't have maybe a litmus test for people like Ron Perlman to before he can exercise his his First Amendment to speak. Then shut up. <laughs> then shut up. We're gun control. It can right to sound like a dummy. And you know what? That's his right. He's, he can spout right. off all he wants and sound like That's a dummy. Right. That's his first amendment. That's right. Right. But you know what? We're also allowed to just disagree with him and to call him out for being a big old dummy because that's what he is. Right you now. make a really good point, though. <laughs> That what we're looking at with the Senate and House proposing new gun control, looking at people's background, understanding there's some room for debate. There's red flag laws that they'd like right. to expand, which in, in, in essence does concern me because it's uh, to me, it's an awful lot like this New York law that was struck down yes. saying, if you aren't what we like, and it could be anything, it could be, I don't like your politics, or I don't like where th- that you go to church, or I don't like that you are a PETA supporter. They get violent sometimes. You know, Michelle, the other problem with the red flag law concept is the fact that you literally do have to prove innocence before they actually prove that you're guilty, right? At your own expense, by the way, it's very expensive to hire attorneys, 250 to 500 an hour. Good luck, man. But when you have somebody saying you don't get to exercise your second amendment right because oh, we think he's a little bit crazy. And oh, by the way, he's also just not our friends. So we're going to just go after the person then at that person's expense, they have to defend themselves. That's just ridiculous. And then also going after kids too, or kids, right? In their twenties, the expanding the background checks for gun buyers under the age of 21, whatever happened to being a kid and getting in trouble, but it's on your juvenile record. And then you turn 18 and you're an adult Mm -hmm. and then it's not on your record, right? Like I could tell you some funny stories about my wife from when she was 
a teenager, right? Like we all get in trouble, but then when you're 18, that's on your juvenile record. And then you're an adult and that's how things kind of progress moving forward. You get that, 18, it's there. Because we um, want to look at, we want to deer away from some of the things that were red flags for some of these shooters, there have been some red flag things. One of the things in Texas, they're looking at, I don't have a story to pull up, but they're looking at changing the way things are done. And what I mean is for juveniles who get in trouble, they don't want them to be criminalized so right. these things aren't reported because we well, we don't want to victimize them understandable just as you said you want to be but at the same time these are some things that are concerning that you see about these kids before they pick up guns and start walking into schools and shooting you should be able to look at them but you should also be able to look at the content of a person's character as they grow as they change and find some balance there we should be able to look at things beyond the the bell that you cannot unring guns they are part of our society they are also a right when we look at some of the decisions that we've made and how we have initiated some kind of weird control, we see things like in the Uvalde shooting, the police, a policeman who was the husband of a teacher that was killed in that shooting, went to the school tried to go in. He was not only detained, his gun was taken away and they kept him from going in to try to rescue his wife. Good guys with guns do good things. Exactly right. Good guys with guns do good things. And when you are going to basically increase the scrutiny on gun buyers under 21, kids do things when they're kids, right? And that's just part of being a kid. We have to really point the finger here at the adults. Why aren't the adults doing what they're supposed to do to enforce the laws that are on the paper, to have their eyes and ears open to supervise and look out for their kids and to watch out for what those kids are doing? I guarantee you, if somebody was was supervising that, that jerk who shot up the school in Uvalde, if someone actually knew what the heck that kid was up to, something could have been done. I, I agree with you. And stop that from taking place. Some of also, the things by following the laws on paper, right? It can stop a lot of problems. But when the adults aren't being adults and you have people like Hunter Biden, by the way. And that's a good point is we we're going to lead into this story. Pay attention to this. When you think about these gun laws and red flag laws and prove that you're worthy, it becomes very subjective. And then only the technocrats, only those who are in power, only a few, it's like living in Venezuela, the best healthcare system in the world. If you happen to be in the elite, let's talk right. about how this ties in with Hunter Biden. When you're in the elite, you can basically do and get away with whatever you want. So Hunter Biden is a Un, he has been an unlawful gun owner. He has knowingly falsified statements on federal background checks to obtain a firearm. Once upon a time in 2018, on the 12th of October, Hunter Biden bought a 38 caliber gun in Delaware. And in the process of purchasing that gun, he responded no to a question on the transaction record asking, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance. Let me remind you, a false statement on a federal criminal background check, it's, called, it's a form called the ATF Form 4473. To lie on that kind of form, it's a felony. And 
Hunter Biden very simply checked no to that question, asking whether or not he was addicted to or on any kind of substances. But oddly enough, in his memoir that he published, and you can go buy that today on Amazon, I think, he acknowledges the fact that he was using cocaine and crack and alcohol throughout all of 2018. So are you telling me that just maybe on that one day he was sober when he filled out that form? And oh, by the <laughs> way, just because you're sober, you can still be addicted. It's absurd to see how Biden privilege has played out here because if you consider a similar, not a similar situation, but if you consider another American in Memphis, Tennessee, a person named Everett Alexander bought a 380 handgun and at the time was not a convicted felon, but 12 years prior, he had been uh, found guilty of possessing mar marijuana with the intent to sell. In June of 2019, after his gun purchase, a judge sentenced him to 10 months in prison plus two years of supervised release for lying on his ATF background check form. So here you have this guy, not a Biden, buying a firearm. A judge found that he lied on the form and then threw him in jail for 10 for prison for 10 months, plus two years of supervised release. Hunter Biden was first found in possession of cocaine at the age of 18 years old. And by the way, guess what? He got away with it. Wow. Wow. I, if I defy as a Biden, can I get away with crap? If you identify as a Biden, you can get away with buying guns illegally. If you identify as a Clinton, you can get away with murder. <laughs> All sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And Michelle, you were talking about, you know, what it's like to be an elite in Venezuela, right? It's like to be an elite in communist China and in a system like in Russia, where if you are one of the bosses, if you are one of the elites, you live a different life than just the average citizen, right? You live a different life than Everett Alexander in Memphis, who has the A word accountability, right? Like you do something that's not right. You, you're accountable for that decision. The elites though, they just do whatever the heck they want, whenever they want. And then they preach from their high horse about how we should do, we should all be doing better. Oh, and by the way, everybody go buy an electric vehicle too. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're in a, this weird place, and I am thankful that the Supreme Court is not looking at how people feel or swayed. If I stand on your front lawn and burn a cross in your front lawn, oh, I'm sorry. If I stand on your front lawn and protest or and uh, get loud and start breaking things, then you're going to listen to me. It does. It shouldn't work on either side, to be honest. Well, I know that there were when we get to January 6th, if we have time today, and some of the hearings, that was mostly peaceful protesting. Now, as opposed to Black Lives Matter, which it was mostly not, but there was a great element of peaceful protesters. There absolutely was. But if we're not balanced in that, we're not really getting to the root of the problem. And we continue to descend into idiocy and chaos in our country. The fact that our government is not trustable on any front is played out really in COVID. And there's some big news on the COVID front. Is this speaking of my body, my choice, Michelle? <laughs> oh, no, wait. We don't have to say that here. Come on. Hypocrite. But this last week, they want you to jab those kids. That is a big untapped market that we are not making money from. And by God, we better get those kids jabbed. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention's panel unanimously uh, approved this this month, just a couple weeks, a week ago, 
to endorse COVID vaccines for children as young as six months old. And because now, though, with this, the truth is coming out, Adam, with vaccines. But still, we want to jab those kids. So let's talk about some of the big stories. And I do mean huge stories that are coming out of the vaccine realm. First of all, glad that you may not have your vaccine because luckily your wife is pregnant, but there's a new study that shows that the COVID vaccine impacts semen. It impacts your ability to procreate. It attacks your manhood. Uh Uh-oh. I think Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both experienced concerns about that. Aaron Rodgers in particular. Yeah, he was canceled, so... He sure was. He sure was. So we're looking at an effect on semen. There is also a big news story that the COVID vaccine is reactivating chickenpox. So if you've had chickenpox, for example, it lays dormant in your body. Most of us have recovered if we had it as a child. You have a degree of natural immunity. But... The vaccine, that's what viruses do. The vaccine is reactivating it. So if you've been vaccinated, you have more of a chance of getting chicken pox again. Yay. Yeah, it's huge on the rise and it's it correlates with the vaccine. But there's also these studies that are being done that say, yep, that's happening. Nostalgic, Michelle, throw back to the chicken pox parties. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And there's a new term that is on the rise. And this is a very sad story. It's called SADS. You've heard of SID, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. SADS is on the rise as we are seeing young professional athletes, people in the prime of their physical fitness, dying mysteriously And nobody's mentioning these jabs. We have a former Purdue star, Caleb Swanigan, that died at the age of 25. Baltimore Ravens linebacker Jalen Ferguson dead at 26. They just don't know why. Just found dead in their homes. Another Baltimore Raven, Michelle, a famous Tony Saragusa, sideline Fox commentator and former. He was a Super Bowl winner for the Ravens, too. He died this past week as well. It's amazing. how Very sad. But it's called SADS. And what we've seen now is 183 athletes and coaches suddenly collapsing, on the, some on the field, Sorry. since the vaccine was introduced. 108 have died. In most cases, the causes were related to myocarditis, pericarditis, with the second most prevalent cause being blood clots, which are all uh, proven to be a side effect of the vaccine. And this is where we're looking at these very serious side effects. And yet we have evidence. Go ahead. Literally, when you would have athletes die on the field, like it would be a very rare thing. And it would also be because lightning literally struck the field, right? like lightning from the sky struck the field. And that's what resulted in a death. On the, field. <laughs> the fact that we're having this many athletes literally collapsing on the field of play. This is something different. This is something very different. And like you said, the fact that this is not getting any sort of attention is shameful. It's, it's very it's shameful. shameful. But there's a reason for it. It's because everyone on top is financially incentivized to, to do this. Right. The media is in cahoots with the administration. The FDA advisory panel is in cahoots with the NIH and the CDC, and they're all friends, and they all trade money, and they waive conflicts of interest at will. 
It's just not a thing. For and them. they're rolling the dice with you and your children win. Now we know that there's evidence that in late 2020 that indicated that the vaccine that getting vaccinated, you could still get COVID-19. Now we know that it's a fact, but they were still peddling it back then. Everyone was supposed to get this vaccine. And if you didn't, you couldn't work. You couldn't go to games. Why? What is it supposed to do? You're still getting it. You're still spreading it. Thank you. We were just talking last week about Fauci, who came down with COVID. It's not working. And with children, it's almost completely not a non-existent issue. There's so few kids that not only get it to the point where they're actually feeling sick, even fewer who are hospitalized and virtually no deaths. But the risk with this, with children who have dropped dead like these athletes, is huge. Why? They are rolling the dice with your life and with your children's life. And in the midst of it, Pfizer is saying that there are certain Americans will have to get yearly COVID-19 shots. It's absolutely absurd. Do you remember just months ago you had basically Biden saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and you literally had people in the media saying, oh, if you're unvaxxed, you are literally killing people. It's quite the opposite. It's really quite the opposite. And now to go and try to vaccinate like literally like toddlers, like child abuse, man, child abuse. A child is given a beautiful thing from God called a really strong and vibrant immune system. And you want that child to get things, right? Roll around in dirt, get bugs, build that immune system up when you're a child, because it's the best opportunity to do so, to bring you into the into adulthood as a strong person that can naturally defend yourself against the world of nasty, right? The, the world of sneezes and coughs and nasty doorknobs. I still have a problem touching the doorknob in a bathroom. I hope you guys do too. <laughs> I know, I, I do this. <laughs> give your kid a chance, man, because God gave them an immune system and they work. They work, but we're seeing this ideology leak into every area of life. We were sharing someone that you know that forced into vaccination and some of the weirdness of the transgender, I want to say ideology, but it really has become a religion leaking in and some very inappropriate things that have been taking place. One news story, a Houston teacher who took a minor to that drag queen show to Michelle, drag your kids. This is to... the most bizarre. I say most bizarre because there's a lot of bizarre things that are happening now. But in a nutshell, there was this Houston father was testifying before the Houston School District School Board just this past week. And basically, he was testifying about something that took place in 2019. And the reason why it took place in 2019 and we're just now hearing about it is because the school board is trying to keep this really hush. In a nutshell, this father's 16-year-old son had a chemistry teacher who literally recruited him and took him to a... You mean groomed? Show. Sorry? You mean groomed? Gro- absolutely groomed. Took him to a, grad- to a drag queen show where this kid was left alone with, an, with a convicted pedophile, someone who was convicted of aggravated sexual assault on an eight-year-old boy. The, this person, this drag queen who by the way, is named Albert, Alf- Albert Alfonso Garza. Look him up. Um, also led a drag queen story hour at the Houston Public Library in 2019. Was literally convicted of oral sex on an eight-year-old boy. And this Houston ISD chemistry teacher left the student alone with this particular person for a period of time. This is insane. When you have a school 
a teacher who you trust your child with grooming their children, recruiting them and taking them to drag queen shows and then leaving them alone with pedophiles. First of all, a drag queen show is adult entertainment. This kid was 16. Second of all, pedophile, like double whammy right there. This is just terrible stuff. And to think that the school district is trying to keep it hush hush. Well, I wonder why that is, right? Obviously one, they're trying to mitigate their legal exposure because my, my expectation is that this father hopefully has an attorney and is hopefully suing the pants off the Houston ISD. And number two, really bad press too. But they're also trying to protect the fact that these schools are indoctrinating children with critical race theory and social emotional learning. And they're filling the libraries with extremely explicit books, pornographic books that you can't even read out loud at a school board meeting. And they're trying to keep all that hush from the media while it goes on and it goes through our kids. And it eventually leads to the breakdown of the family unit, right? Like it, that's what the end result is. But this also matches a big trend, Michelle, where the, this Michigan middle school is hiding a student's gender transition from the parents. Hmm. What the heck is that? You have schools in Washington that are doing the same thing, right? Giving, trying to give access to children, trying to give puberty blockers to children without parental knowledge or consent. This is a terrible trend that I think we're seeing take place through our school systems. And no wonder parents are taking their kids out of the schools and homeschooling is on the rise. Also, enrollment at religious private schools is on the rise as well. It's because if you can't trust your public schools to educate your kids without indoctrinating them, then shoot, educate your kids yourself, right? Yeah, and a big problem that I have with the tranny trend is sexual appropriation. It it really is. We've talked about how getting rid of some of the ugly, ridiculous caricatures of mascots in sporting events, for example, is good. I have no problem with saying you're the Warriors, you're the Indians. To me, uh, it is honoring because you're badass. No one says we're the soft pink kittens. They just don't do that. You don't see an NFL team. Talk right. called the fuzzy kittens. You, oh, and by you want to chiefs came from a French word. Okay, thank you. What we don't like to see is the caricatures of the buck tooth China man with right. slanted eyes, the sleeping under a sombrero, lazy Mexican, the red skinned, eyes goofy looking Indian. That caricature is yeah. is ugly. It truly is. But yet we are okay with making an ugly caricature, an over-the-top, rubber-breasted, garish caricature of a woman and say, this is a woman. And if you identify as this ridiculous caricature, then you must identify as a woman. This is freaking nuts. It's nuts. It is, it is freaking nuts. A, a woman comes in all shapes, sizes, looks, and every different description under the sun. And to just generalize a woman like with this big fake hair and like this cartoonish looking makeup and these, these rubber boobs, it's insane. And shocker, right? Not all women wear the same clothes that a tran- that a drag queen wears, like these shiny corsets and whatnot. No, and isn't it okay that I can be a woman who likes sports? I'm a woman who goes fishing and cuts out the heart of my fish. Am I? Yeah, do just, I not identify teacher, as a woman? Because otherwise, they might give you puberty blockers and try to try to say, hey, you know what? Maybe you really identify as a boy. Maybe you really are a he. And here's like, no, I'm just a girl that likes sports and I like the outdoors and I like to yeah. go hunting and fishing and ride boats. And like, how dare you? How dare you? This is where we're at in, in America. You can't 
identify as you. You're not good enough as you. You need puberty blockers. You need, but what some people are saying now that we're seeing some reversals, and we won't go into the in depth because of time, but you can watch our sports timeout broadcast. We'll be talking more about how this swimming is now stepping back. Bicycling is stepping back. Other people are stepping back from this. We transgender, you you have the body of a man, but you identify as a woman. Go ahead and beat the hell out of a girl on the boxing team. They're they're backing away from that, which is very good. They're they're at least saying that if you've gone through puberty as a boy, you should not compete as a woman. And some people are saying this this is going to have this is going to make parents have to decide sooner. Go ahead, give them those puberty blockers. That was what? my concern. Of course, what? How about just letting kids be kids? How about if you're a boy and you're a little effeminate, we celebrate who you are. How about if you're a girl and you like to cut the heart out of your fish? We celebrate that that (laughs) you're a woman. And that's how a woman is, that we come in all shapes and sizes. But we are women because we were born this. We were truly born this way. This is the form that we're in. That's where we're at in America. Your thoughts? Can you imagine if... Patrick Swayze was ridiculed for taking dance classes as a young boy. Oh, like, can you just imagine that? Like the John Travolta, like the super talented, just ridiculous. Like the women who are now flying airplanes as captains, right? It's just ridiculous to try and isolate a man and a woman, a boy and a girl into these roles, you know, that it's isolating, it's limiting. And, and it's and confusing. Frankly, there is no limit, man. It's America. Like it's you can com- work as hard as you want and be as great as you want at anything, whether it's being a soccer player or being a, uh, an airline pilot. Come on. You can do that as a boy or girl. Just because you're a girl that wants to be really sporty doesn't mean you're a dude. Thank you. I'm going to put this in post-production, but a little skit of a little boy who steps up to the microphone at a spelling bee, and he's given the word woman. And he says, okay, can you give the etymology or source of origin? Can you give a definition? No. Entitled the definition? No, sorry. It's just what you feel it is. Okay, what do you feel it is? No, (laughs) that's how ridiculous things have become. And yet with the things that we've talked about today, as we wrap up, we've talked about the abortion issue, gun laws, transgender issues, hypocrisy. All of these things have a certain connection to liberty. And liberty is something that we have been given from our maker. And that gets back to the God story. We've been given this liberty from our maker, these wonderful rights. With this kind of liberty and not your control because you're afraid or your control because you feel uh, this is a liberty that we all have and a liberty to discuss things and to move forward and to not cancel. That kind of liberty gives more hope and more rights to people who are outside of a biblical worldview than anywhere else in the world. Look it up, my friends. That's why we have to continue to have these conversations. That's why this show is important. Now, I wanted to ask you something on behalf of Adam and I. This program, because of its content, it will likely get canceled or taken off of differing venues. Uh, We won't even be posting it on YouTube because I'm at the point where if I post one more thing, I'm canceled for good. Boom. (laughs) That's right. We're denied. We're denied. Uh, Yes. Got to say it again. I love that one. We are asking you to please 
not only like this and say a comment, please, but if you share this, it will not go into obscurity. Some of these news stories that, that we've shared, if you're listening, go to My Michelle Live. You can watch the video and you can see the actual news stories. We bring them up in the background. Please share this. Get this out there. And other shows like this that are sharing news that are that's canceled or pushed aside in that we can have a conversation, even if you don't agree, but you do agree with the idea that we need to have freedom of speech, that we need to have the whole truth out there so that we can debate it and become better people. If you are against this idea that we need to hate people simply because they're different, then we're asking you to be part of the solution. Adam? I like that. I like that. Yeah. I was talking to a business owner the other day. He was talking about how frustrating it was for some of his employees to come to him with problems and then just throw up. Just like they just show up and vomit, show up and throw up. Like Michelle said, be a part of the solution. Don't just show up and throw up. Show up and recommend and offer ideas that can lead us to a better end game. To a there better is outcome. something unique about um, the United States. It's the American way, right? We all deserve to live a life that's free from discrimination. And we all deserve to pursue life, liberty, and happiness, irrespective of our diverse backgrounds. We live in a day... 2022, where you see words diversity, equity, and inclusion. And in fact, they mean quite the opposite, right? Let's live up to the greatness of America, which is a meritocracy, and know that we have opportunity for everybody here. We just have to live in truth. I like it. And I would like to end with just a minute of my interview with Dr. Ben Carson. He's written a book called Created Equal. It gives the hurtful past, the disturbing present, and the hopeful hopeful future of race in America. And the reason I want to play this clip is it reminds us how far we've come. And it's because of freedom. It's because of deference. It's because of love. It's because of the tenets of our constitution that all men are created equal, that we've been able to come as far as we have been able to conquer racial differences, been able to conquer slavery and so much more rights for women. It's because of our God-given rights recognized by the constitution, our Judeo-Christian background. Take a listen to Dr. Ben There is something unique about the United States. We had so many people who were horrified by the concept of slavery that we were willing to fight a civil war to get rid of it. When we talk about reparations, the civil war, people really did pay for slavery with their very blood. And there has been good people that Look for a deeper story, the God story, Dr. Carson. Absolutely. One of the deeper stories for me is that we, the American people, are not each other's enemies. We're being manipulated into believing that someone who disagrees with you, who has a different yard sign, somehow is Mm -hmm. your enemy. Our Judeo-Christian values say, love your neighbor. It doesn't say, hate your neighbor if they disagree with you. Try to cancel your neighbor try to make their life miserable. This is completely the opposite of the Judeo-Christian values that helped found this country. It is pure evil. So we're asking you to set aside that evil, be part of the solution, continue to follow what we're doing. Subscribe and please share. We appreciate you. Thank you. And we will catch you next week. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.